Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't pump I'm but a dance dance. I wear these spandex pants pants. My ass looks good when I dance dance. Don't pump I just dance dance. Hi everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the internet. I'm your host, Megan Granger, and I'm super excited for our show today. Um, the guest is Danielle Beinstein. She's a psychological astrologer and just a badass. She's a legend. I want to be her. Um, cannot wait for you to hear all of her wisdom that she gives to us. I'm sitting here um, with Ray, the producer. Hi, Ray. Hello. Um, I have to tell you about my date last night, Ray. Okay. Why are you laughing? What happened? Well, <clears throat> I went on a date. Uh, I'm uh, His name's Evan. I went on a date with a man named Evan. Uh, very fun. We went to a concert. It was great. And then we went and got a drink and the date ended and I had another date named Evan <laughs> come and meet me. How did you meet these two Evans? <laughs> um, a dating site. Okay. Right. So um, two Evans, one night. Um, I'm on the Whole30. I did have a little bit of a drink because I was nervous. So I cheated. Okay. I cheated on the Whole30 with a half a beer. So I don't know. Uh, two Evans, no first kisses or anything. And um, yeah, I feel kind of guilty. Why do you feel guilty? I don't know. I don't think you should leave a date and go on another date. No? Uh, I don't see why. I mean, it's just a first date. It's not like you're exclusive, right? That's Guys just... do it all the time. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. You're, they do? They do it all the time? Yeah, they you do that. You leave one date and go to another date? I think a guy will leave a date, and if it doesn't work out or he doesn't get what he wants, he'll go to a bar and try and pick up a woman. That's Good what I think. God. Yeah. So, yeah. what were you feeling? Any sparks with either one of them, or definitely not the second Evan. Mm-hmm. The first Evan I should have stuck with because he's pretty cool. Um, but I got greedy, and I, you know, um, I shot for the stars and ended up with no Evans. Did you cut your first your first date with the first Evan short yes. for the second one? Right. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm getting out there mm-hmm. again. So. Well, how long has it been since you've been, been uh, getting out there? Uh, you know, I've been half-heartedly doing it okay. for a year or two, but now it's time to really, uh, to really manifest the Evan of my dreams. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody knows any Evans that uh, are available, let me know. I uh, I'm ready for for my Evan. Well, let, what's Megan looking for? Tell me what um, you're looking for. Okay, let's. Let's get out the list. Um, just super funny and super kind and patient and mm, handsome. Handsome <laughs> job. Oh yeah, needs a okay. job. Um, that's that he's obsessed with. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole list, right? There's okay. a whole thing, but uh, it's like your birthday. You can't tell people your wishes on your cake candles. <laughs> so no more info for you. Um, but yeah, it's it's been. It's been really interesting. What are the challenges that, that you've found, like, getting out there and dating? Well, the challenges that I've found is that um, once you get a 
like into it, you want more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I was like, I want another oven. Like just be satisfied with the person sitting across from you and don't get so greedy. Uh, that's hard for me. Also, what's hard for me is um, like not staying out really late. Because I just, I need to like go to bed and get up early and whatever. And then like it's, I stay out late when I go on dates. Well, why don't you make it for like a Saturday or a Friday? (sighs) Right. With the hard hitting questions. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because that's not fun. Uh, And the concert was last night. So. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. That was a stupid question. (laughs) But you know what? I think when it comes to dating, I think it's a numbers game. I think especially for, for women in L.A., Mm. So I think that, and I think that if you go out on a date, I think it's better to keep it short and and, and leave them wanting more. Right. So I th- I think you did the right thing. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has to be curious about yeah. why a person ran away from a nice date. Um, yeah, I, I've piqued his interest. Does he, has he texted you this morning? Or? Oh, of course. Okay. He's very very curious about this crazy person now. All you have to do really to make a man like you is just reject him a lot <laughs> am i wrong i think they like the challenge yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. so annoying it's like can we ever just i don't know meet on the same page and be like cool we yeah. like each other no <sighs> anyway um i'm feeling good eating healthy you didn't think i could do it i admitted to you that i cheated last night which i shouldn't have done i'll give you a pass on that okay but i am i'm sticking to the whole 30 besides that what do you think are you surprised uh uh, well yeah a little bit yeah i know (laughs) i know what you like to eat and you like to drink drink a little bit yeah mm mm-hmm i uh i like the food and i like the drink so right now none of that uh bad stuff and i've been i've been feeling really really a lot better how many days in are you um i have one more week left one yeah it's gonna be a long week Mm -hmm. so i guess i've done like 21 days but i'm gonna add a day because of the cheating last night on the on the the whole 30 you can't drink like hard liquor no no you can't drink you can't eat anything that has sugar or carbs right okay yeah yeah none of it so um yeah, I've been eating a ton of the Thrive Market seafood boxes. I make fish every day. I'm literally going to turn into like mercury. Um, I eat I, I eat like a lot of salads. I love the Thrive Market uh, new Primal Classic beef jerky. Have one of those in my bag right now, and I'm just keeping it uh, keeping it going. I wanted to give people a lot of recipes and like ideas and stuff. But I don't have any. I'm just eating seafood and beef jerky and salads and other Thrive Market yummies that are not uh, cooking, really. Do you think that um, you would have been able to stay on the diet if you weren't using Thrive Market? Absolutely not. (laughs) You just, like, go in, you can order it, and it comes to your door, and you don't... I mean, if I went to a grocery store, I would buy nine cupcakes and stick them all in my mouth um so yeah it's it's really really easy i'm using thrive market now forever what else do they have besides i know they have the fish oh the de- the beef jerky what else do they have i've been getting like these really yummy little tuna things i wish i could remember what what they're called exactly but they're just 
tuna that comes in this glass jar that is so yummy. I've gotten like a ton of their almond butter. I Just all the stuff is so fresh and so yummy and I can't believe I've ever lived without this. Yeah. So besides the fact that I'm getting the best food ever and I'm not having to go into a grocery store at all, which is hell on earth grocery stores, um, I'm saving 20 to 50% off on all of my food. Wow. 20 to 50% off. Yep. And it shows you when I, I like can't stop talking about this, but when you check out, it shows you how much money you've saved. And it's so fun because I'm like, oh my God, like so much money. What are you saving that money for? For all the, the alcohol you're going to buy after you're <laughs> off the whole 30? Honestly, I think this might stick for a while. Really? Yeah. I think I'm going to do this for a while because even drinking that half drink last night I was like oh my god no 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 so yeah I think it's gonna last for a while ship straight to your door like there's no reason not to eat healthy you just open your door and it's right there so I'm pretty obsessed go on to thrive just go check it out and look you can filter what they show you so if you're gluten-free you can pick only gluten-free options. If you're vegan, you can see only vegan options. If you're on the Whole30 because you are a monster like me, you can see Whole30 options. And it just makes life so much easier. So I know everybody's going to end up using Thrive sooner rather than later because it's amazing. It's like Amazon but for delicious non-GMO food. If you use it, which you will, please use my code to get an extra 25% off on top of that. So yeah, I'm saving a bunch of money and I definitely want you guys to get the same deal that I am getting. So if you go to Thrive Market forward slash Superficial Magic, you're going to get 25% off of your order that's already 25 to 50% off. Well, now you're updated on me and my totally normal, healthy life. Uh, Let's get to the interview with Danielle Beinstein. I can't wait for you to hear it. Come join the uh, conversation, uh, Superficial Magic Vibrators on Facebook, and uh, follow me on Instagram at Megan Granger. All right. Here we are. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, We have a lot of questions for you today because you you were telling me just now you're a Jew from New York. I am. Who ended up in L.A. doing all of these amazing things. Can I call it healing? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, it's more that I facilitate mm. um, clients in healing themselves. I provide the container and the guidance and the information. But I think it's really important to be of the belief system that we can all heal ourselves. Sometimes we just need someone to help us along, right? Yeah. And we need um, an outside perspective. But I, I really shy away from the idea that we can be healed by mm. another their loving presence can bring out our own loving presence right but i'm i really try and help draw out the wisdom that my clients have within them i love that or just sort of um at least make them conscious and aware of patterns that are unconscious very valuable <laughs> very hard to see sometimes oh right? we yeah. all have blind spots mm-hmm. Um, so what happened in your life that made you like do the shift? Did like what? It's it's a good question because it's so 
it, my parents are still like, I don't understand. My dad said to me the other day, I don't understand anything that you're doing, but I'm really proud of you, which was a hu- just huge oh, because that's so sweet because you know he had wanted me to be a lobbyist on the Hill, mm. um, for sure, or a political journalist or something, or lawyer or something like that. Um, but he had always said to me growing up, do what you love, the money will come. Just follow what you love. Um, but it was very confusing for me because I grew up in a world where really your options were to be a lawyer, um, to be on Wall Street, or to be a doctor. Those were those were the options. I mean, maybe a book editor, mm, maybe real maybe. estate agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also grew up in a world where even though I grew up in Manhattan in the 80s and 90s, I grew up in a world where... I was not surrounded at all by women who worked. Yeah. So, I mean, Baby Boom was a really influential mm. movie in my life. Do you know that movie? I with don't. Diane Keaton? It's an amazing movie. It's very 80s. Diane Keaton is this, she works on Wall Street and she inherits her cousin's baby and she ends up moving to Vermont and starting um, an applesauce company. It's very <laughs> funny, but it's very, it was, it was, even though I, you know, the movies in the 80s, um, showed women who worked my world was the men had all the power yep the men worked and the women really didn't um and so i i knew i had drive and ambition i knew that i wasn't wired for that kind of life either to be a full-time homemaker or wall street and so it took me a really long time to kind of figure out what I was meant to do. But I I went to school, I, I created my own major in philosophy and literature and social history and thought for sure I was going to go into media or film. When I was, a, when I was young, um, when I was like 12 or 13, I told my parents I was going to be a time slot coordinator. Oh. Like on TV. I was obsessed with ratings, oddly. And like I I would just study kind of what shows Kids did. Kids so weird. So weird. <laughs> like I don't – and I think it was sort of my my the part of my brain that's interested in trends mm-hmm. and anthropology um, and why people watch what they do. And I was I was sort of an observer of society in that way. And then I became fascinated with politics. So I left that idea behind and I was like, I'm going to be a political journalist. But then when I got to college, I realized, wait, I'm creative and really sensitive and I don't have, I don't have that capacity within me to, um, buckle up and just court and just kind of rally through and shut down my, emotional life I went I mean same journey really so similar everything that you said and yeah I I I was going to be a journalist too and you cannot express yourself no (laughs) so frustrating you can't I mean I guess you know I kind of loved when I was younger I loved Maureen Dowd who's very I've gone the complete opposite way right who's like very cynical and and um has a she's very opinionated I I definitely my boyfriend would tell you I'm like the most opinionated person. I definitely have opinions, but when I'm working, I go into a different part of my brain. But I, you know, so I, I, I was kind of exploring that. And then I was in the entertainment industry. I moved out here when I was 24. And I tried to get into the entertainment industry. And I did. And I worked for an entertainment law firm. And I worked for a couple production companies. But nothing was ever clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... 
I got into a really toxic relationship. It's so funny because this person exists in this world, this person I got into a toxic – and I always tell this story. And I'm like, this must be odd for him. <laughs> that <laughs> he I'm always- deserves that. <laughs> totally. and, um, and was sort of flattened on the floor. And, um, and I was like, something's not working. And so I was 29. It was my Saturn return, which I can explain. And I just I, – I was like, I don't know what to do. And so – I had heard about this program. It was a master's in spiritual psychology. And I just signed up blind. Mm. I was like, I'm just going to do this. It just felt right. And I did the full three years. And then I had been secretly studying astrology since I was 19. Ooh. And so I just kind of it, – it, it just sort of happened that I brought them together. And then I started doing um, new moon circles with – Paula Malice and we kind of did them we did them out of her house and and we did those together for about three years and then um, I graduated my program and started also taking on private clients and that just grew and I was also teaching um, meditation at Unplug and she went on to open women's space and so we split and then I realized I really the one-on-one work so I've been doing the one-on-one work for almost four years now full-time um and and it's just really meaningful I it wasn't it wasn't a premeditated thought I wasn't like I want to be this person or I want to do this it really it really just unfolded really organically and I I I still kind of marvel at how I've been able to create this life of meaning and purpose and um, and and really spend my life helping people become their best self because I had to do it for myself first. Yep. And it, I mean, it sounds like you stayed open. You said yes yeah. because there's I could not figure out my purpose for forever, you know, yeah. and, and I totally relate with people who have no fucking clue what it is and you just have to kind of follow the clues that's it and there's no there's no at least for me there's no aha moment Mm -hmm. um I mean there is in sense of like oh this lights me up and let me follow this but there's not a moment it's more you have the moment I think in hindsight where you're like oh every step I've taken makes sense and it led me here and I think Steve Jobs in his famous um commencement speech talked about this like you you really can only connect the dots backwards absolutely and it is the weirdest experience to be like holy shit the universe plans stuff so crazy that like the fact that I ever try to plan anything is just stupid no I mean make a make a plan and God laughs it's yeah, like the most famous exactly. thing right it's yeah. like anytime I'm like oh that's gonna happen no no and then something more magical comes about and I think that's the thing you have it's really about being open to the path you didn't expect. A little Oprah tweet, tweet moment. <laughs> Super Soul Sunday. Tweet, tweet. Uh, yes, that's exactly it. Right? Yeah. Because there's no... If we knew exactly why we were here and and everything that was going to happen, I mean, I guess that's that movie Arrival. Like, would we still would we still make that choice? And I, to me, I uh, like that, that movie gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. When she's like, "Who is that? This child?" Yes. Sorry, I just ruined the movie for <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen it. But spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Would I still do it if I knew? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. I. 
I think that you have done an amazing job of Aww. bringing it all together <laughs> and just really living it. And I'm so impressed and I want to know what you think like the best, I don't want to call it a tip, but like what are, what is daily practices that you do that really help you stay grounded and on this path? Yeah. So, you know, one of them is I'm really self-investigative, mm. right? So I, it's not like, oh, I've done the work and I'm here. I mean, every single day I'm like, oh, that that made me uncomfortable. Why? Or that that I felt a, a feeling of expansion. Why? Why Why do I feel safer around this person or that person? What is that mirroring back to me? Um, so a lot, a lot of it is I stay really curious, both about myself and about the world, and I follow that curiosity. Another thing is, um, you know, we teach what we need to learn, right? So I was very, very, very heady for a very, very long time, and I still, that's my default. And so... I it sounds really cheesy, really cheesy, but it's like what is happening in my heart? Mm. What is wh- if I'm feeling anxious? What is that? What is my fear? So it sounds like you're not scared of being uncomfortable. No, in fact, I feel like when I'm uncomfortable, I'm growing. I know. And so I I kind of I actually embrace those moments like last the past couple weeks um I was in a really uncomfortable state inside. I had, I had a lot of triggers that were coming up. And what I do when I get a lot of triggers is I, I do something which I guide my clients into doing a lot, which is just um, uh, stream of consciousness writing. And then I just rip it up and I let it go. So I'm like, okay, well, what's underneath that? And I keep going, well, what's underneath that? And what's underneath that? And, you know, the it, to me, a lot of it that comes up is the world I was raised in is a, is a box right? We're all born into a tribe. Mm-hmm. And that tribe has a certain currency. And I I don't trade in that currency anymore. But that that can be a trigger. Yeah. And I think going back to New York and kind of seeing that and seeing it, it brings up very old feelings of um, not belonging, which is a core human need, a feeling of mm-hmm. belonging. And then it's like, well, you know, I'm a human being. I belong here. I belong everywhere, just like, you know, anyone else. But we we see the world not as it is, but as we are, right? right. So I was – it just was a really uncomfortable couple of weeks, and I was um, I was just sort of writing and, and clearing as much as I could and anchoring in my heart. And then what happens is I hit a wall, and I just – I literally – I. I prostrate myself like on the ground and I just go into prayer and I just say, um, you know, show me and guide me. And then that sort of grace and something lifts inside me. And then my heart just opens a little bit more and a little bit more. And um, it's really how, you know, we live in a, we live in a world where there's a lot of noise and and the wellness world has become a lot of, um, like supermarket spirituality and yeah. a lot of um a lot about um things mm-hmm. and objects and um purchasing power and consumerism and i it's i grew up in the literally in the epicenter of that yep and i love beautiful things and i love design and i i love all of that but it doesn't it it consumerism doesn't make me happy yeah um and 
you know, so I have to, I have to come up against that when I was raised in a world yeah. which is literally, well, yes, you are exactly. what you own. And society right? will try to make you feel guilty for that. Because All the time. they want a consumerist society. Yes. Right. So <laughs> yes. it's, it's, you know, it's coming up against that. I, you know, I, I grew up in a world where it's, it's a lot about titles and a lot about labels and, and all of that. And so I just think that's, we all have our lot in life. We all have our curriculum and that's mine. Yeah. It seems like the universe takes us on a wild ride of like, I'm going to put you in the dumbest situation. So you're going to have to unlearn everything to be the person you're supposed to be. I'm 100%. And again, it's all tribal, right? So that's that's the tribe that I was born into. So again, that's the currency that I learned to trade in. And then once you step out of that, you see everything is that, right? That each each person is dealing in their own tribe. Mm-hmm. And that becomes really clear. And so one of my favorite things about my job is I am um, – I really love helping my clients, you know, navigate the tribe they were born into. So I have clients from all over the globe. Oh, cool. I have clients from all over the globe and I have clients who were born under all different kinds of circumstances. And as um, as a student of the world, I like to bring that in because context matters. True. So the more I understand my clients' worlds the more I can help them, the more I can have a bird's eye view of saying, okay, so this is this is what's happening. Yes. And that's really... So, so clients who work with you, they're going to come in and kind of, you're going to spot patterns with them and you're also going to look at astrological things yes. in their life. Okay. Yes. But again, you need a context. Right. And it needs to be grounded. So, you know, let's say there are 12 houses in any given birth chart. We all have 12 houses, right? And so the fourth house is our home, our roots, our ancestry. So that's one of the first places I look because I say, is there energy there, Mm. right? So if someone has a lot of energy there, I know that their roots play a huge part in who they are. And how do you know if there's energy there? There are planets there. I can see it visually, right? So then I'll say, okay, so, you know, the... The parent that shaped you on a more emotional level, they're going to be there. Your roots, your ancestry are going to be there. Um, and and that matters, right? So if I'm talking to someone who was born in the Czech Republic, right, and born um, really at the fall of communism, mm-hmm. right, that's going to have a different – they're going to have a different reality than someone that was born in Los Angeles – in the 70s and you know so I I take that into account that's great because otherwise yeah there's no context and then you're just exactly yeah right and then a big part is is I really like my clients to feel like they have strong takeaways so I will give them tools specify you know specific tools to whatever they're experiencing I love tools they're helpful they're life-changing I really love tools I just want like stuff I can actually do yeah yeah and the thing is well because I think it makes us feel like we have agency in our lives yeah right and I think a lot of people you know we we often think pathologically right like if I've got this or I have this pattern I'm always going to be like this and I'm a big believer of transcendence right but we have to you can never depart a station you've never arrived at so you have to 
you have to be conscious about the patterns, right? I think Carl Jung said, um, until the unconscious becomes conscious, it's seen as fate or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So are you saying you kind of have to accept fully where you are unable to depart? Yeah, and you have to, you have to know. Yes. You have to see where you are. You have to, you have to um, make peace with the choices you've made up until that point. Yeah. And you have to make peace to some degree with your unconscious wiring. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in resistance to, um, you're actually giving it more power. Yes. Yes. What do you think about hypnosis? Um, You know, I think it, I think it can be phenomenal. You have to make sure you're working with someone Mm. who is excellent. Because I don't, I don't go in in that way. Um, um, but I think that it can be really helpful. It's just that when you're dealing with the subconscious, it's really important to not dig up things that people aren't ready. Things are, remain unconscious or subconscious for a reason. It's a self-protective measure. Mm-hmm. So it's more about gently guiding people into into their own self-awareness or helping them become aware than going in and digging. And just unleashing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that can be scary and mm-hmm. dangerous. So you, you just you just want to tread lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder like, I wonder about hypnosis because I'm, I'm trying to do it right now. Yeah. What you just said yeah. is interesting because I'm like doing it online. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm. Um, okay. But I've actually found myself for the first time in my life breaking patterns of being. And it's so weird and it is so easy to get so mad at yourself for being like, oh my God, I lasted for so long on this like behavior that I just thought was me, had to do it, like whatever. And then you're like, fuck, I could have done so much other things but you you're right you have to accept it so you can yeah depart the station but also compassion and I think there's also so a lot of what I do is inner child healing work so it's it's helping heal that child who who really developed that pattern as a coping mechanism and the other thing is like that's part of the journey Right. I mean, we're so youth obsessed in our culture. I really value cultures that um, value older generations Mm -hmm. um, because there is something to be learned. Um, That's funny because I've also been talking a lot about how I think the baby boomers have have done a lot of disservice. (laughs) So but I but I do think that there is there is an arc that we go through. Right. And so. We think we, we have to have it all figured out now. But what's the point? If we had it all figured out, what would be the point? So to me, it's like the juice there is the wisdom that's gleaned. Yeah. It's and the, the beauty of that. It's, it's the journey. It's the dumb journey. Oh, right? Uh, <laughs> I, why, why do you – I mean, this is this is a crazy question. You might jump out the window right now. Why do you think it's happening? What What's the point of the journey? Um. Well, that gets into – so – I I have this belief and you don't have this have to have this belief to work with me because I, I work with atheists all the time. But I have a belief that our souls choose um our curriculum, right? So we we come in 
Um, and ultimately, we're all meant to learn self-acceptance, love, um, all of that. But we come in with the details of our curriculum and we're here to work through them. And we, I believe, um, again, that's my belief and that we reincarnate over and over again um, to get the lessons that we need to get. I know. I'm always just like my, um, my, what's the word? I don't know. Uh, fallback yeah. is always just checking out completely. And I'm, Escapism. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to check out of this yeah. lifetime. And I'm like, why? I'm just going to have to do it again. <laughs> like, you have to do it now. That is, so that is 100. So I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but I, I got into a car, crazy car accident a little no. over a year and a half ago where um, I flipped four times on the 101, three to four times on the 101. Um, and I ended up, it was crazy. It was day one of a planned um, month-long road trip. And it's um, it, it's crazy because I was going on the road trip to kind of rebirth. I didn't realize it was literally going to happen. Right. Um, and I... I had a near death experience and after before that experience I was um I never felt fully grounded on earth like I never felt I belonged it was I had um it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't suicidal ideation in the sense of like I'm severely depressed it was just sort of what's the point mm-hmm. of it all mm-hmm. um and I I tended to more of the ascetic lifestyle like I, I denied myself in a lot of ways right I was very delayed in terms of um relationship in terms of physical affection in terms of um uh you know I always lived close to the bone I just I I just in any way that I could exhibit um anorexia I did mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. love sex food etc like any way that I could um and that was all it was all self-worth stuff um but be, but it was sort of I was out of I was out of body yeah. in a lot of ways and ironically a lot of people will have a near-death experience and they'll feel more spiritual though but I had kind of connected more to an, the other world than this world and then after that experience something shifted and I rooted more deeply wow. I met my now partner um I became um less afraid to live I mean people had looked at me and they're like you're so unafraid you're so you're so unattached but there was a there was a self-protectiveness absolutely in my detachment Mm -hmm. um and now I'm you're here yeah I'm here I'm fully here and for the first time (laughs) for the first time I'm like I don't want to go yet like when that, that moment happened and I was about to I was like oh I'm dying I'm totally fine and I felt this transcendent peace unlike anything I'd ever felt but then the universe had a different plan They're like oh no 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 you you don't get to Jinx. check out yeah. <laughs> you, like <laughs> you actually have to like dive more in yep so were you at like in the light and yeah holy yeah all of that and I and when the when the paramedics were rushing me to the hospital I was like oh no I'm my I'm gonna bleed out from my brain like I, I I'm not supposed to be here and they're like no, you're. We think you're fine. We just need to get you a CAT scan. And even like when they were putting me through the CAT scan in the hospital, I'm like, no, no, I think I'm not supposed to be here. And they're like, no, you're checking out as fine. And I was like, what? I mean, I was so confused. And then it, you know, I was, I was disoriented for months um, oh. after that. And then 
Um, and then six months of the day, um, my boyfriend walked up to me at a cafe and I was like, huh, you feel funny. I recognize you. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. All. I mean, I can't wrap my head around it all, but it was, it's, I guess I'm meant to be here. And I haven't ever had that feeling of like, I'm not right. I don't want to be here since. That is so cool. It was very, and it wasn't scary and it wasn't painful. I did go through a very dark, so that happened in September of 2016, December of 2016, like that Christmas, New Year's, I got in, I got the flu, like insane flu and, and I went into a really dark place. Um, and then since that, I've, I've, I'm a different person. Like even like my tastes are different. It's weird. That is just so interesting. It's really weird. So I feel like I, I'm meant to be here. Like I don't get to use that excuse anymore. It's so – and like that's <laughs> so true and it's in the back of my mind and that's one of the unconscious things I'm working on. Yeah. It's just like whenever I go to a healer or something, they're like, whoa, you're floating way out there. Like come back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Um, <laughs> Root chakra. Yes. Sacral chakra. I I – I deal a lot in the chakras as well. So those are – that's going to grab – the first three chakras you can't negotiate with. They're not intellectual, right? So they're scarier because to go through them and work through them means all the material that um, we usually want to avoid. Yeah. It's right? uncomfortable. And like like you said, heart living or mm-hmm. – it. I'm heady too and it's so much easier to just live in this long narrative of like thinking you're controlling – anything when you're not than to just go into your life force and be like what up what (laughs) (laughs) which is interesting because you're from kansas so Mm -hmm. you're from like the heartland and i always feel like people from the heartland are like the most grounded but i mean that's that's also that's that's a naive statement but i i there's something interesting in that right yeah and and it's true i mean i think people who live in the midwest like and as adults who choose to live there are very heart-centered a lot of the time but um yeah i i chose to live in la so i'm (laughs) my heart is shut down (laughs) just kidding (laughs) um you said that we have Mm. some interesting astrological stuff coming up yeah so we're headed into eclipse season this summer oh boy so eclipses again people love catastrophic thinking Right, mm-hmm. because most people um, who turn to astrology or spiritual work is because they're they feel a sense of ungroundedness or they feel a fear, and usually that's a result of some kind of trauma when they're young, right? And it doesn't have to be catastrophic trauma, but even um, what is adult we may see as a minor trauma to a child can be life-changing and it can bring up a a sense of core Mm dis-ease, right? Um, Let's say a big move, right? right, Something like that. Um, Bullying as a child, right? Or feeling left. I mean, there's there's so many things that cause a sense of core dis-ease in the world. So, you know, we look to we look to external sources of guidance, right? We look to faith, we look to astrology. Um, But within us is that catastrophic thinking. Right, still. So I will see people and they're like, oh my God, um, these eclipses, like everything's going to fall apart. Like my partner's going to break up with me. Um, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to, you know, it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, <laughs> we're all okay. Eclipses bring 
um, upon change, right? And they, they do push us forward in ways that we may think consciously we're not ready for. But the universe right. doesn't give us anything we can't handle, mm-hmm. right? So information may come in. Um, opportunities may come in. Um, it can be positive as well, right? We can meet people. We can have life-changing experiences. But they, they speed up our evolution. And they occur in a, a, what's called an axis. So we've been in the Leo Aquarius axis. And now we're moving into the Cancer Capricorn axis um so if we think to january 31st and february 15th of 2000 um what are we in 2018 right and then (laughs) august 7th and august 21st of um 2017 right those are two markers of kind of what's the next chapter in the unfolding of what's coming along but we have on july 13th we have one in the cancer capricorn axis and then we have um july 27th and then um august 11th so this summer um will be experiencing change on top of that um we have two major retrogrades coming up so we have mars going retrograde um june 26th to august 27th um, and that'll mostly be in Aquarius, but dipping back into Capricorn. And then we also, in the fall, we have Venus going retrograde October 5th to November 16th. Um, and again, I'm not looking at anything, but I, I'm, I'm pretty good with dates. So I, I'm pretty sure that's it. And that's it will be in Scorpio dipping back into Libra. So Mars and Venus are, are the, they're kind of seen as the relationship planets, but they're, they're the, Feminine and masculine planets. Um, so Mars is our drive, um, our tactics, how we go after what we want, um, our sexuality. And so I'm guessing that's the male. Yes. <laughs> Bingo. That's um, <laughs> funny because like the symbol kind of looks like a little sperm in a way. Um, and then Venus and then Venus is the feminine planet. So it's how we attract, what we're attracted to, our values, how we express our femininity, um, all of that. So we'll be, and it's also related to money and finances. So we'll look at, we'll look at um, those two things. And then um, Lacey Phillips, mm-hmm. who is a dear, dear friend, she, she, you know, kind of breaks it down into masculine and feminine um, self-worth as well which we don't think of so like you know masculine self-worth is like I'm worthy of these mo- this money right because right. men tend to be much more fearless in asking for what mm-hmm. they deserve right um, whereas feminine is more receiving so more on the on the love front um, which I, I just think is a brilliant way of, of breaking it down but when it comes to astrology it's sort of how we go after what we want how we hunt Ah. And then how we receive. So both of those will be under review. So it's 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 so going to be an interesting. Review means like it, they'll be brought to the surface, and we can work through them in ways yes. that'll change them. Yes, and they're both they're both mostly in fixed signs, um, and then dipping back into cardinal. So fixed signs are are. Um, they're fixed, right? So it's it's the way in which we're entrenched, right? But they're more. It's the more committed ways of perceiving the world so Aquarius tends to be fixed ideologically got it so we'll be we'll be looking at that right and then um Scorpio is fixed emotionally Mm. right yeah that's my moon ah no but it's like you get to dive really deep you are not going to be comfortable in superficial relationships no 
I can't, I can't have any. Yeah. You need the meat. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's so complex and interesting and dynamic. It's definitely dynamic. (laughs) Oh my God. I, yeah, I love Scorpio. I always joke that I'm on like a, I'm on a PR campaign for Gemini and Scorpio, um, because they are the most malign signs, um, of any I feel like people are the most like Gemini Scorpio it's just not true it's like and we all have shadow within us so we're you know Gemini is people think it's the trickster they deceive and people think that Scorpio is manipulative and Mm -hmm. um every single sign can lie and every single sign can manipulate because every human being lies and every human being manipulates right so let's all take a look at our shadow (laughs) It's and own just, it. I manipulate in such a emotional way. <laughs> um, so for eclipses and stuff, yeah. do you, okay, I'm super into the full moon yeah. ceremonies and yeah. the new moon ceremonies. Do we do like an eclipse ceremony? Well, it's three times the power. What? Of a newer full moon. So you feel, you feel the impact, right? So a solar eclipse is three times the power of a new moon. A lunar eclipse is three times the power of a full moon. Wow. Yeah. So definitely yeah. should be okay. Yeah. And setting but intentions. And- it's, you know, actually around eclipses, it's expect the unexpected, keep the calendar more open. I say that and I've like booked a trip to Portugal. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, keep it's sort of um at least for the for the last one the first two i'll be here um so clients don't worry i'll be here um (laughs) for most of them so you know i yeah i think it's it's expect the unexpected um stay open it's usually information coming through don't try to over plan um be open really do you have any tools (laughs) to be more comfortable with while you're so uncomfortable, while you're staying open, while you don't have answers, like, is there any way to stay grounded and not totally lose your shit? Yeah. So it's first get out of the head, come into the present moment. Mm. So that's where my meditation background really comes in. Because what that is, is we, we assume, we, we place judgment on whatever happens as human beings. It's how we're wired, right? It's part of our survival mechanism. So it's like, that's bad. That's good. But we really don't know, right? Because if I, if, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. If I think back to past relationships that I was like clinging so hard. Grasping. Thank effing God those didn't work out. I know. Right? But in the moment, I judge that as bad. Mm -hmm. It was good, right? Right. Rejection is God's protection, et cetera, whatever. However you want to look at it. So we assume if, you know, same thing. I got let go of a job. Letting... Getting let go of that job set me on my path. Yes. And at the time, of course, I judged it as bad, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, you know, I mean, minor, minor example. Um, yesterday, my boyfriend spilled water on my computer and I'd wanted a new computer for a while. And so he's like, I guess I have to get you a new computer. Like I got the upgrade that I had wanted, <laughs> right? And like I, I could have freaked out, but I was like, Oh, there's a reason this is happening. Absolutely. There's a gift inherent in this. Um, it pushed me to get a new, which I had wanted because mine was like five or six years old. Um, so it's just like, that's a very, very minor, no, but like I could have it's... freaked out and screamed and whatever. But I, at the, and I also, I have this weird thing where I think like cars and computers, and that's not like our, our, 
emblematic of how we're feeling. And that's not, I want to be very clear here, that is not like if you have a Mercedes, you're doing better emotionally. It's like if the car is running. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not, it's not, right? So my computer had not been running that well. Yeah. And, then, and, it, and this all happened at the end of a two-week period where I was like just wonky or just not feeling um, right. And I was going through sort of a reprogramming. So the new computer... Um, it's just an updated operating system because I had a 2012 you know, model right. or whatever. Um, and so I tend to think though, I tend to think, look at the world that way. So instead of being reactionary, it's like, oh, so what's the, what's the what's gift and lesson? Yes. Yeah. And like, I've had a lot, you know, right after I graduated my program, I got bed bugs. I had to get rid of everything I owned. I was already a minimalist, right? But still it's like, and so it's like that set me on my path. Yes. That yes. and I got let go of it. So, you know, I, I tend to think these things are purposeful and I, I actually think they're flow. It's our mind that tells us they're not flow. So um, I was lucky in that I was teaching meditation when all this was happening. So there's yep. a it reminds you every day. But I think it is it's not jumping to conclusions, negative conclusions. Ooh, I love that. Because you really don't know. Yeah, and we all all of our like trauma is just so ignited yeah. all the time. And so I love that. Like, we don't know. You don't know. Just take a step back. Yeah. Chill out. Chill out. Yeah. I also think I can't I'm gonna say this, but I also think those of us who you know, a lot of eighties kids were kind of eighties and nineties kids were like latchkey kids. Like so they grew up on television. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of a lot of what we grew up on in terms of episodic television was kind of always looking to the next episode, what was going to happen. And I think that's affected us psychologically. I bet. I think that's, I think that we, especially like I see um, a lot of people who, who fear relationship in terms of intimacy, like they're, they're stuck on the, on like if I think about like, I don't know, Friends or ER or whatever, where it took like 10 seasons for the characters to get together. Like we're stuck on that idea that it should be hard. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds silly, but I actually think I think it's had an effect. I absolutely agree with you. And so I think I, I, I think, you know, our generation and then a, a lot of us um, are the product of divorce, you know, and so or like I'm the product of a 50 year marriage that's you know it's a marriage so it's it's complex but it's still like oh well where am I gonna find that mm-hmm. or you know people I know a product of of their Pluto you know they've they're the Pluto and Libra generation of the product of divorce in a lot of ways and so they feel like oh that something's gonna go kind of terribly wrong and so then we get addicted to the like the game or the chase so true and I think that's affected us instead of saying, like, there's no Prince Charming, mm. right? And also the other thing I see is we talk so much in our culture where men objectify women and women objectify men. What car does he drive? What job does he have? We, we, don't, we don't talk about men as feeling sentient mm-hmm. beings, mm-hmm. right? Um, who have all their own fears and insecurities. And so I, I see that a lot too. It's like, what is he doing for me? Right. Well, okay. But it's a relationship. So um, 
I know like after after the Meghan Markle um, Prince Harry wedding, there was a lot of talk about when they went to their second party, she, he opened the door for her and then she leaned over and opened the door for him. I didn't see that. That's really cute. And though. so there was talk about how like this is a really, you know, it's an equal relationship, but it's just interesting. It's like... We, I, we are relationships are shifting and how women's power in relationship although even Shakespeare understood that women actually had all the power it, so it's you know. like we just have to remember yeah <laughs> and right? it's and it's scary I've been like tapping into it a it's little scary. bit lately and I'm like oh shit yeah I this is a lot um but yeah you're you're absolutely right and I think the the takeaway is that it is so much easier then we let it be 100%. Like why 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 do we make it so difficult? And I think it's because you know, we've evolved in consciousness, but we're wired for survival. So the animal part of our brain is very 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 strong. And so it's always looking for problems. So whether you feel like the stock market's about to crash or you feel a lion is approaching, the brain can't yeah. differentiate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, where the animal part of us is always looking for, is that very poisonous? Yes. Yes. So that's where meditation comes in. So exactly. you can consciously yeah. get out of it. And move out of a survival mm-hmm. um, mentality into a um, more sort of um, – Think about thriving rather than just surviving. I love that. You know? Oh my gosh. So I think that's, I think that's, that's the key. Um, And I think it's also like just allowing ourselves to be human. I mean, this idea that we're, I don't know, the idea of selling happiness, I think is really, really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to glorify depression or sadness. It's to say, take each moment as it comes. Um, and I think there's, I think we actually breed more loneliness when we, when we force that idea of happiness. Because I do think joy is our natural state. I really do. Um, but emotions come in, mm-hmm. right? And also happiness from where? Is it like deep contentment or is it um, an escapist mm-hmm. mentality? Mm-hmm. I think it, it's kind of what you said about like accepting fully whatever's in the moment yeah. so that you're not getting more of it yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think there is, I think, I think there is so much beauty, you know, available to us. And I, you know, I feel like in moments when I've been most up against the wall, that's where I've experienced grace the most. Yeah. Um, But I also think there's, I think it's, you know, I was I was single and in, in toxic relationships and for so long, and I really, I think that's allowed me to have the gratitude for my boyfriend that I do, and also to kind of let it be, you know, yeah. not like not cling too hard. And I have those moments because I have catastrophic um, backgrounds. I have those moments of like wanting to hold on so tightly, like, and I'm then it's wear like your skin. <laughs> Totally. And then I just have to kind of let it go and just and just be in the moment and and feel that gratitude. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I think we're I just think we're human and we're doing the best we can. We're human. We're doing the best we can. 
You are incredible. Oh, I'm so happy you came here. We we have to ask one more question about your near death experience. Okay. What did it feel like? Um, I love how I'm saying we, like me and my imaginary friend, (laughs) me and the listeners. It's like Herman's head. Do you ever see that show with like all those different characters, like inside out? Um, We, all my different emotions want to ask this question of you. Um, All these different aspects. Um, I, okay, this sounds really odd. Right before it happened, I left my body. Whoa. So I was, I was observing myself from the passenger seat. So I physically felt nothing. Wow. I mean, I woke up and the car was upside down, sideways and diagonal. And, and I had been going north and it was on the south and the whole, you know, it was a parking lot wow. behind me. And I have one scar um, on my left hand um, and it, it was blown up and, and purple and all that stuff. But there was no, there was no physical sensation because I had left my body. I was just reading that that's so common in car accidents that people feel like they're in the passenger or they, they are, they are out of their body, like watching. Yeah. So I actually, one of the th- gifts, I mean, so many gifts, but one of the gifts it gave me is I don't have a physical fear of death and pain because I, I don't think we feel the pain. I think we leave our body. I think what may a- appear to someone else observing is that the person's in pain but I actually I think we leave our body yeah um that was my experience um so I felt no physical pain now emotionally spiritually psychological I don't know what category you would call it it was a sudden oh, this is how I'm going to die. Like it made perfect sense. I don't know. It made perfect sense. My life did not flash before my eyes, but it made perfect sense. And I, it's not like I had like a montage of memories that it was just like, oh, I'm ready to go. And I totally surrendered. Now, my mom said to me, she's like, I think that's why you survived. Because you you didn't grip. Yeah, it's like you when didn't a fear. drunk person gets in an accident. Yeah, yeah, I had no fear and I wasn't fighting it yeah. at all. Um, so I th- I think that's probably true. Um, I think I, I, yes, I imagine because I just I was like, oh, you went all in. Yeah, and the weird. I mean, the weirdest thing about it was in the two weeks leading up to me leaving. I had every unresolved conversation I needed to have. Wow. Which was really weird. And and my sister at the she said after the accident, she's like, you know you said to me like a week ago, if I die alone on a park bench, I'm fine. Like I had started to leave. It was very strange. I was I put all my stuff in storage. I had you know, cut off every commitment. This is like the most type A death I've ever heard. Yes. It was like I was prepared. Totally. I had like all like my taxes were paid. Like everything was cleaned up. I had no debt. Um, And so I – but that wasn't like, oh, I'm good. It was just – it was totally unconscious. Mm. And so I think when that moment came, all I can remember feeling of, oh, my God. Holy shit. This makes so much sense. I'm ready to go. And then it just kind of happened – um, and yeah, so I, I don't, I, you know, it won't, it won't fully make sense to me until I transition 
you know. Um, Hopefully not for a very long time, so you yeah. can do a reading for me. Again. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and I, you know, there's and there are there are life experiences. Um, there are so many life experiences that I intend to have and and want to have, and um, so I, yeah. There's no wood, but knock on wood, um, I'll I'll be here for for a while longer. But yeah, love it. <laughs> Where can they find you on social media? So at dannybeinstein.com. So D-A-N-I-B-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N um, is my Instagram. So not .com, at Danny Beinstein. And then daniellebeinstein.com is my website. Your website's really pretty. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm trying to build mine right now. And I'm like, hmm, that looks really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Joby Manson took the oh. photos. She helped design it. She is incredibly, incredibly talented. Um, check her out. Yeah, Safari. I feel, like, I feel like I should because yeah, it's really pretty. She's 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 so talented in so many different ways, and that's one of her talents. <laughs> you um, look at my website; it's just every picture exactly the same <laughs> as yours. <laughs> she's very no. I actually wanna I wanna shoot with her again because those those were taken um, right after the accident. I actually she took me out on the ocean to paddleboard the morning of my accident I left from Malibu and it was we talk about it was very eerie like the photos that she took of me on the paddleboard it's very strange but she is she is um super super gifted in all ways and she she takes people on um journeys she's like an animal whisperer I mean she's just multi-talented but yeah so love it Please come back. Oh, my God. I would I'm, love to. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped. Definitely going to book a reading. You guys follow her on Instagram. Go look at her website. Thank you, Vibrators, for listening to another episode of Superficial Magic. Please, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And follow me on Instagram at Megan Granger. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market has the best organic foods, including fresh meat and seafood at wholesale prices. And if you want an additional 25% off your first order, head to thrivemarket.com forward slash superficial magic. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no, no. Do you do it on a yoga mat? No, no, no. It's from shaking that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.